Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm Kristen Holmes, a CNN correspondent in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, July 20th. We're waiting to see if Donald Trump will get indicted again as the former president's team prepares for the worst. In Wednesday's episode, I explained the special counsel's investigation into Donald Trump and his allies' efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Well, today, the federal grand jury in that probe is meeting in Washington, and that would be the group who could hand Trump an indictment. Trump said special counsel Jack Smith sent him a letter on Sunday informing him he was a target of the investigation, which he claimed, quote, almost always means an arrest and indictment. Trump said the letter gave him until tonight to take up an option of testifying before the grand jury. But it seems highly unlikely he'll be doing that. Legal custom suggests that an indictment could come at any time after Smith's deadline. Sources told CNN that Will Russell, a close Trump advisor, was expected to meet with the grand jury today. He served as a special assistant to the president, as well as deputy director of advance and trip director in the Trump White House. He's continued to work for Trump after he left office. Russell has already testified to the grand jury at least two times, and he's one of many. Dozens of witnesses, including former Vice President Mike Pence, have met with the grand jury. CNN has asked Smith about the letter he sent to Trump and whether his office is preparing to indict him, but Smith declined to comment. Media reports of the target letter cite three statutes that Trump could be charged with, pertaining to deprivation of rights, conspiracy to commit an offense against or defraud the United States, and tampering with a witness. But we should be clear, we don't know exactly what charges Trump would be facing or even if he'll get indicted in the first place. But the reports of the target letter Smith sent Trump and the grand jury activity are big clues that suggest it's a matter of when, not if. Things could change, of course, because a lot of this grand jury activity happens in secret. A grand jury, by the way, is not the same as a trial jury. They don't determine guilt or innocence. They're meant to be a check on government power to protect against baseless prosecution. They make sure prosecutors have ample and credible evidence to go to trial. So that's what's happening now. So let's break down some of those criminal statutes I mentioned earlier. Trump appears to be potentially facing charges that have to do with deprivation of rights. The deprivation of rights charges are typically used in civil rights cases, including in the prosecution of election-related offenses. One of those deprivation of rights statutes that the New York Times is reporting on addresses conspiracies, quote, to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the exercise of their rights. The laws have been used to prosecute cases involving ballot stuffing or other efforts to meddle with the tabulation of votes. This surprised some people, and CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig explains why and how Trump's alleged conduct on the lead-up to January 6th could be applied here. It is a crime to interfere with somebody's constitutional rights. That's what that statute means. And, I th- you know, we can speculate about what the constitutional right is here. It could be the right for people to cast their votes and have mm-hmm. those votes counted. And I think when we look at the charges that we're learning about potentially through this target letter, what it tells me is Jack Smith is looking at this in the broad view. And really, I think the focus of this indictment, if it comes, is going to be largely on the days and weeks leading up to January 6th, not so much on the speech at the Ellipse and the attack on the Capitol itself, but the broader effort to steal this election through fraud and through pressure and through coercion. Other potential charges include witness tampering, and that could be in the traditional sense. Or it could be in that the special counsel is using a provision within a federal witness tampering statute that criminalizes the obstruction of, quote, an official proceeding. That has been used to prosecute January 6 rioters recently for breaching the Capitol with the intent to disrupt Congress validation of Joe Biden's 2020 win. 
Another statute used against Capitol rioters that Trump might be facing is a conspiracy charge, which would cover a whole host of conduct, but essentially covers plotting by two or more people to violate a U.S. law. We have reports that Trump is beefing up his legal team. Sources say that Trump has quietly added a new criminal defense attorney to his team, attorney John Loro. Loro was hired to solely focus on Smith's 2020 election probe. When Trump received the letter from Smith, sources say his team was caught off guard and that the potential charges suggested a bigger case against Trump than his team was expecting. And that led to questions about whether there was evidence his team didn't know about. So Loro helped the team to figure out if others in Trump's orbit received similar letters. Loro declined CNN's request for comment. But even as Trump's legal issues grow, so does his war chest. Trump has already been indicted twice, and each time that happened, the donations to his campaign came pouring in. A CNN analysis of newly released campaign reports looked at itemized donations larger than $200 and found his day-to-day contributions over the first six months of this year spiked following the news of his indictments. So the former president is betting on that playbook. After posting about Smith's letter on True Social, Trump was quick to ask his supporters for donations. One expert says the flood of financial support around his legal woes underscores that, quote, the base has never left Trump, saying it's one of the reasons that so many Republicans have been so hesitant to go after Trump, especially those running against him. And that's proving to be pretty true. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said on Hugh Hewitt's radio show this morning that no one is above the law. But he added that he hopes there are no charges brought against his 2024 opponent, and suggested Trump's conduct surrounding January 6th is not as criminally black and white as robbing a bank. If you're stretching statutes like interfering with a proceeding and trying to shoehorn conduct into that, that is going to cause people to say, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, if somebody robs a bank and you prove they robbed a bank, everyone knows that's a crime, everyone knows that's a wrong. Some of these charges, like Alvin Bragg shoehorning this stuff in 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 Manhattan, and we'll see what these D.C. charges are if they happen, but it seems to me they're trying to shoehorn conduct into statutes that really weren't envisioned uh, for, for this type of situation. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie has been a vocal critic of Trump on the campaign trail. Here's what he said about a possible indictment in the probe. I want to see the indictment first. The key to what evidence he really has and what the basis of all this will be contained in that indictment. In the short term, what it does is people rally around their team. And we've seen this happen many times before. But long term, I think, if there are additional indictments to come, this is a lot of weight for anybody to be carrying around their neck as a general election candidate uh, for president of the United States or as a primary candidate. And I think long term, These charges are a real problem for Donald Trump because of the conduct. The conduct is the problem. Meanwhile, House Republicans are standing by Trump in the face of another possible indictment and accuse the White House of weaponizing the Justice Department. And some House Republicans are even trying to get Trump's impeachments expunged. This all started back in June when House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was trying to make up for saying he didn't know if Trump was the strongest 2024 candidate. A source told CNN McCarthy told Trump on a private call that the speaker personally backed the idea of expunging Trump's two impeachments and would bring it up to the conference to gauge support. But he didn't promise to bring it to the floor. And as of now, it looks like that won't happen. Sources on Capitol Hill are telling my colleagues that there's no votes in leadership to go forward with this. And even if there was, according to the House Parliamentarian's office, there is no clear procedural consequence of a resolution that pretends to, quote, expunge the impeachment. So this is essentially just a talking point with no teeth. As my colleague Kristen Wilson put it, it's akin to passing a bill that says last Tuesday never happened, when indeed it did. 
So yes, you're hearing this right. We're talking about Trump's impeachments. At the same time, we're talking about a potential third indictment against the former president, who is yet again running for a third presidential bid. That's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.